Hello and welcome to another episode of Casting Reflections on Black Mirror, the podcast that takes an episode of Black Mirror and casts reflections on it. With me as always is Dan S. Hi Dan. Good evening, how are you? I am full of cold this week, probably the voice gives it away but I'm going to hopefully have or not have a lot of fun editing out any coughs and splutters through this episode. So, um, But what's good is that this week it's fallen handily for you to do the majority of the talking so I'm just going to sit back yeah and and I guess what's also good is I can't catch your cold from all the way over here (laughs) that's true that's true but in some sort of weird black mirror future who knows what might happen (laughs) and you know what actually before we get on to this that time of recording yesterday I don't know if you've seen and I'm only bringing this in because it was tech it's tech linked and stuff like that have you seen that the Beatles have released a new single? Someone sent me a link of it, link for it today, and I need to listen to it. But I don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> like, I, I get it's... what you mean, right? Because I said I sent to a WhatsApp group today. I can't believe I'm about to say this, but have you heard the Beatles' latest tune? <laughs> you know? Yeah. But the the only reason I bring it up is because. Part of the the documentary they did was it last year or two years ago the Get Back documentary, yeah, which I know really good documentary, yeah, fantastic. They developed this technology with AI that basically what what happens? Long story short, they found a demo, or or John Lennon had a demo um, after he died. They they kind of took it, and uh, I think in '94 the three remaining Beatles were trying to make a song from it, but they couldn't split out the voice and some of the the music the the musical instruments on it and so after that they put it away then George Harrison died and so now the two of them that left with the technology they developed for something they were using in that documentary they were finally able to split everything out and were able to create the single they wanted yeah so what's weird is you've got John Lennon's voice from probably late 70s I don't think they said a time frame of when he actually recorded it You've got some work from when they were doing it in the 90s and they created some extra bits and pieces to 2022. So you've almost got 40 to 50 years of work gone into that one single. So yeah, listen to it. And there's a short film on YouTube about how yeah. they did it. But I get what you mean. Did John Lennon write it? Who who actually wrote the song? I think it's John Lennon. I think it was recorded. I've got a feeling it was recorded by him. If I remember right, I only watched it a couple of hours ago. This cold has proper frazzled my brain this week. He recorded it as a demo after he'd left the Beatles. So I think his son was on it saying there was people saying that he gave up music to look after him. But he said, well, that was partly true for a bit. He was always recording demos around the house. And after he died, I think Yoko gave the tape to Paul. And they decided, yeah, let's um, let's do it um, as a single. Now... The only reason I bring it up is because, again, it's just the whole use of technology to do something. It feels weird, doesn't it? Yeah. To, to have I, a I, I think the, 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 bit, the bit what I don't feel comfortable with, and I'm, I'm sure you know what I'm about to say, is to release someone's work unknowingly after they've passed away. Now, that's, that's the wrong yeah. order of words, I think. But, you know, they've passed away and then unknown, unknown to them and unplanned by the person who's the writer it's then been released and there's something about that which I don't I don't know I don't quite like like it's you know there's a a whole ethics thing isn't there around um you know actors and actresses faces uh when it comes to uh films and and AI and to me I feel like it's just it's, it's exactly the same it's the same ethical kind of conversation 
is you're using his voice and his his words, but he's gone. It's the same as using an actor's face when it, it yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. So I just threw that at you. Um, I didn't tell you about that. But that's no, it, it just came to mind as we were going to record it because I only watched it and listened to the song. I mean, I like it. I, I like all the Beatles stuff. Well, and they did it. Sorry, tangent. They did it again late 90s, didn't they? They released two singles again. They found two tracks. Was it Real Love and Free as a Bird? I don't know if you remember those. Free as a Bird, um, I remember coming out. And it just feels very Black Mirror. It felt like that today, seeing that that technology now has only just come out to be able to do that. So as we're watching these episodes, who knows what's possible in the future, I guess, is is what I'm saying. So, um, But on that, okay, we right. aren't here to talk. Oh. I was going to say, just in case you think you've tuned into a wrong podcast, uh, <laughs> we should come back to Black Mirror at some point. Yeah. <laughs> we are here to talk about Black Mirror. We are doing episode two of the third series called Playtest written by Charlie Brooker, directed by Dan Trachtenberg, who did 10 Cloverfield Lane and Prey. We said before, all of season three dropped at the same time. So this was released on Netflix on the 21st of October, 2016, um, starring Wyatt Russell as Cooper, Wunmi Mosaku as Katie, Ken Yamamura as Shu. And the interesting one here was Hannah John Kamen as Sonia, because she was in 15 Million Merits. Do you remember? She was, you know, the one where, where they were cycling for credits and there yeah. was that talent show. She was the current star of that talent show. She I was only in it briefly. Yeah, yeah, no, she was only in it ever so, such a short amount of time. And I was wondering if they were going to address that, but they didn't. I, apparently, I think I did read somewhere that Charlie Brooker did want to have that song they sang in it playing at some point in the episode, but they didn't. But yeah, she's one. I can't remember if anyone else has done it. So she's been in Black Mirror twice. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, impressive. Yeah. I didn't clock that. So, yeah, good spot. I'm going to put my microphone on mute now, hand over to you. But this, yeah, for me, this was a very interesting episode. Yeah. I don't know yeah, how you agree. felt about it. Um, cool. So, yeah, the episode is around a character called Cooper, who is an American. Starts off where he's in his home and he's looking to kind of almost sneak out um, in, in the early hours. Um, so it's quite, the episode's quite clear that he's running away from something. We don't really know what he's running away from um, at the stage. But you do see him kind of walk past a picture um, of a family, which at first I actually thought was him, his wife and a child, but it's actually not as it is. He's, he's a child um, in that picture with, with his parents. So I'd, I'd actually got that wrong. So he takes his money and goes traveling and backpacking around the world. And then it kind of skims through a load of pictures where he's seen loads of fantastic landmarks, loads of fantastic places. Um, and then it kind of cuts forward to where he's in London. While he's in London, he downloads what appears to be a dating app and he meets Sonia on a date and they, they hit it off and they end up spending the night together. He begins to open up to her, begins to tell her that there's um, a few challenges that he has with his family. Meanwhile, it's quite clear that his mum is constantly trying to ring him. And what's quite funny is I, I clocked on the phone, it, it said M-O-M for mum when, when it first started sending. And obviously she also mentioned that as a big difference. She mentioned, didn't she? Because that's obviously a big difference between American and, and English people. 
he spends a night there and opens up a little bit and then continues to ignore his phone, uh, phone from his mum, and she kind of encourages him to to answer it, but he but he never does. He then says that it's, it's time for him to go home, so he goes to the ATM to draw out some money for his flight, and at that point, all his money is now gone. I mean, it looks like it's down to some sort of fraudulent activity. It's not that he was stupid and, and lost it. It, it looks like someone scammed his account and he was unable to get it. So he kind of went back to Sonia and Sonia has obviously allowed him to stay there for a little while while he gets himself sorted. But now he's stranded in London, no money and needs to get home. He is a member of like, I think it's like an odd jobs type app, isn't it? Where you can, I don't know if those apps actually exist. I'm assuming they do where you can kind of like, do odd jobs for people and, and get like fees for it. And I'm, I'm sure it's probably quite popular in a DIY type space and handyman type space, but he is part of this app uh, and it comes up about this, this job or this, this company, which he wasn't aware of, but Sonia was aware of, of this games company offering a lot of money to go on some sort of experience, but it doesn't really ever come clear. Just on what game experience tester. Games it, tester. It? Yeah. Game something. Tester. And sorry, and I'm not sure if you said it, but she's also, she's a tech journalist. Yeah, she's a tech journalist. And she's also yeah. a gamer as well, isn't she? Because yeah. why he was in the flat, he pointed out the fact that she had games up on the shelves. and PlayStation stuff. gamers specifically as well. I, I clocked that it was PlayStation, not Xbox. Did you? Do you know what I thought <laughs> was interesting? Because I thought the one he picked up was actually a DVD rather than a game. But All maybe right, yeah. maybe I looked too much into that. <laughs> the thing is, if I'd have been paying more attention, I think there were so many Easter eggs in this episode. There's one on there. There's a game called Dark Souls, and she is actually a voice in the game. So no. I that was funny. Yeah, I thought that was funny. But the, the thing is, there, there are so many more. And I, there's a couple I picked out, like there's that one. But I just think that one, just in that scene alone, plus a, a later scene in the office, I reckon there's just so many um easter eggs that, yeah, if, if you're paying attention, it'd be good. But yeah, I, I thought that was kind of, I, was, I thought that was quite funny. Yeah, no, I quite like little callbacks and references like that. So, yeah, that's quite good. But anyway, so she kind of tries to convince him and almost steers him towards um, taking this job to, to get the money. It was quite a lot of money as well, wasn't it? So he then gets taken off in a car. I gets taken off in the car, so I explain that differently. Sorry, just one thing, because it alludes to what you said. She said that there's rumours that... And that's why I, I said about, sorry, about her being tech journalist, because she said there's rumours that they're working on something top secret. And she said, if you can get a photo of whatever they're working on, yes, it'll be correct. worth yeah. more money than you learn as, yeah. as, a, as a job. So, yeah. Yeah. And then then it all becomes a bit cloaks and daggers as, it, as, as he arrives at this kind of mansion in the middle of the countryside. It, it seems like he's been picked up by a car um, and, and gets taken to this mansion where he goes in and gets greeted by the woman or the host or, or whatever you kind of call that role. But everyone else in the building is kind of a bit secretive and keeping themselves to themselves. He then goes into a room with her and then begins to um, sign things like NDAs. She asks for his phone. So again, kind of on the cloak and daggers um, type approach, uh, the, the phone gets taken off him and, and turned off. Turned off is the key thing there, yeah. Yeah, turned off. Um, and then she leaves the room for a little while. Um, and while she's, she's, she's left the room, he sneakily grabs his phone, turns it on, takes a picture of the box that's been left in the room and opens it up, takes a picture of the box and then puts the phone back, but doesn't actually turn the phone off. So the phone's still on. 
and she tells him sorry that katie tells him it involves a minor medical procedure as well doesn't it and i think he texts yeah he texts her so there isn't he texts her yeah so she comes back in the room and completes the medical procedure kind of was that bit an injection in the back of the neck or was that yeah it was inserting a um like a bug like a little mushroom thing in the back of his neck wasn't it? that's correct yeah so when this mushroom was in the back of his neck she then went sat down the other side of the table and began to analyze his reactions at this point there was four or five what kind of looked like i guess qr type code thingies um, coasters didn't they at first yeah coasters (laughs) on the table um and i think i think i read somewhere that one of them was the symbol from white bear one of those coasters i didn't clock that but likely yeah yeah so yeah so so then um he begins looking at these coasters and then this augmented reality type mole um, appears in front of him in, in 3D and it starts off as a really pixelated character and then it becomes more and more uh, realistic and he's beginning to interact with it. It's clear at this point that the other lady in the room uh, can't see this this mole appearing, it's just him because he's got the, the chip in the back of his back of his neck. It then becomes a augmented reality whack-a-mole um, game yeah. and he's, he's bashing the thing down on the holes and getting really into it while she's just sitting there analysing him. So after that game finishes, they talk a bit, a little bit about it and then he goes and meets the creator or the owner of the company. That's a bit I couldn't quite work out who that other guy was, but I'm assuming he was the owner of the company. Yeah. And they talk a bit more about a the next stage of the game um, and whether he, he could be a part of it and he obviously accepts then they do another medical procedure, don't they, where they, what, I can't remember what they do. Do they sit back in the chair and inject something into him again, or is it? No, you're right, and I've forgotten this. They do something, because he's almost in pain. It's almost like maybe they're uploading. I can't remember now. Maybe That's they're right. uploading. Yeah, they're, they're, uploading, they're uploading stuff into him. So I don't think they inject. I think they might be uploading stuff through the thing, but it's very similar where, you know, he sits back in a chair and a ring goes round his head while they do the upload. And then the lady takes him off to a house uh, which seemed to be like a haunted house to play this game he tries to understand what the game is and she goes well you just kind of have to stay here there's not really a game it's just you just got kind of got to have to stay in the house it's gonna be um like a horror wasn't it survival horror she said it's what the owner of the company says why do people Almost like people are happy after a horror film or a horror game is because they're still alive. They know that's correct. Yeah, that it's a fake scare. Yeah. And but, so I think they're trying to work on something that works off your fears. Yeah, and they're pushing people to the limits, aren't they? Because you're right. Because they said they enjoy a horror movie because they know they're in a safe space, and I think they're trying to push the boundary of what that safe space is. Yeah. Um, uh, and this is it. Sorry, I had it here. Yep, she uploads a neural net package to the bug in his neck that's word for word what i said isn't it yeah sorry yeah (laughs) and uh, she says it works out what he's afraid of by learning and adapting to his brain activity yeah yes correct so he gets left alone in this mansion but he can continue to talk to her through um an earpiece um in his ear um they agree things like safe words and i thought his safe word was really basic wasn't it? I forgot what it was. It's like, stop. no, poor, stop, stop. stop. No. Yeah, it was stop. <laughs> and I felt, I, I remember watching it, I'm thinking, surely you come up with a more inventive stop word. 
than, than that because yeah, yeah, that yeah. stock could be used in any type of sense. I don't know. It's quite quick, right? <laughs> it's is quite quick. But I didn't think it was a weird a weird word, but yeah, it is what it is. Um, so now he's in this house by himself. He kind of approaches it in a really light-hearted manner. He starts speaking to her through the earpiece about really casual things and begins to wander around the house and you know gets a, a glass of wine, a glass of not, non-alcoholic wine, that is, and then starts drinking and relaxing and start, starts to read a book and then starts to talk to her about reading the book. Um, and at this point, a spider um, walks into the room and she made a point of saying it's tapped into the fact that he's an arachnophobic. That's why a spider has come into the room. He obviously starts off being a little bit freaked out, but then he squashes the spider with his foot um, and he's okay. He can kind of continue to the next He then lifts his foot up and sees it's not under there, which then makes him realise, yeah, that is the game. Yeah, and and then from that point on, it just begins to escalate. It's almost like every, every bit's a challenge, isn't it? Yeah, um, yeah. So then he then he's wandering around the the house and he comes across this creepy guy just just standing there, dressed up in some sort of almost like a Halloween outfit, I guess, but dressed up as like a Grim Reaper type character. Um, and then he identifies that this person is the the kid that bullied him when he was younger. So again, just proof is tapping into his greatest fears and and things that have bothered him throughout. But then you know what. Yeah, sorry, as you're saying that, something's just hit me, and we'll come on to it after, but something I didn't clock, and it's only just sunk into place. But yeah, when he's sleeping with that Sonia, he's got a scar on his shoulder, and she says, oh, how'd you get that? And he yeah. said, basically, it was a school bully, and it was the face yeah. was of that bully, yeah. Yeah. Um, so but then it's, again, it gets, once he realises it, it's uh, imagery, it's, it's fake, he... Ben is firing of it and starts waving his hand through the image and walking through the image and, and then he's then he's okay. Then he's in the kitchen. They've obviously mixed the two fears because then a massive spider appears with a bully's face on it. He's obviously a lot more freaked out at this stage. But then I mean, he, that was ugly. Oh, it was. It, yeah, it, it really was. And then it gets a bit weirder, isn't it? Because he now... St- is now not able to hear the woman in his earpiece. She's kind of disappeared. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he's not really knowing what's happening. And at this point, Sonia makes an appearance at the door and starts banging on the door and then coming in. This bit was a bit of a rollercoaster at first, wasn't it? Because at first he thought it was an image and then he was able to physically touch her. And basically what Sonia was doing was trying to say, actually... You're in a trap. Lots of people have disappeared through this way. I've come here to save you. Um, you. We need to get out of this house now. But he applies some logic, doesn't he? And he goes, yeah, but how do you know where I am? And she goes, oh, I've, I used to find my friends on, on my phone. And he goes, you can't have done because I haven't got my phone. And he begins to kind of piece together logic to, to prove that this is just an illusion. Yeah. And then she takes a bit of a turn for worse, doesn't she? Because when he's she's she almost realises that he's clocked that she can't know where he was. She kind of says, well, actually, I guided you here. I'm the person that put you in this position. Yeah. I'm the one that's put you in danger. And then she attacks him. And that gets a bit up violent. Picks up a knife, doesn't she? Picks, picks up a knife. It all gets a bit violent. But it ends with him being stabbed in the chest. And then she, he, I don't know how to describe this bit without sounding gory, but then he kind of gets her head and pulls it 
into the stab dagger that's already in his chest, doesn't he, on the floor? Well, yeah. Well, do you know what it is? And this is when I said earlier that bit that fell into place. Yeah, she, like you said, she says she claimed his card, she drained the money, she's put him there. And then she actually stabs him in the back. They fight, pushes him on the floor. The knife comes through the shoulder. And I think I've only just worked out that it must have been in the same place that he got the yeah. scar from the bully. Um, yeah. which I can't I can't believe I just went out. And then, sorry, yeah, you said it starts fighting, but something, before he puts a head on it, something else happens to her, doesn't, doesn't it? Do you remember? Oh, no. Go on, remind me. They're grappling on the floor, and then her face just turns into, like, a skull, doesn't it? Like, the skin disappears from her face. Yes, that's right. And then, like you said, yeah, she, he then basically puts the head on, of the yeah. skull, he stabs it into the knife, yeah. Yeah. And then at this point, then she just suddenly, the girl just suddenly disappears and he's lying on the floor, completely freaked out. I think he's now able to re-establish contact with a woman, but he's now very distressed. He wants to get out of his game and he's using his his, his safe word to, to get out. But she's kind of trying, and the, the, the lady who's, try, who's running the game is trying to get him out but obviously sounds like she's struggling to get him out um and and can't kind of exit the game she then guides him to what she calls an access point up on the top floor but he's a bit freaked out about even walking through the house at this stage because it's got a bit too real for him and a bit too bit too much um but he gets up to kind of a third floor um where this access point is and he He's freaked out about opening the door because what he's now scared of, that he's going to see something to do with his mum in the room, which is obviously the original problem that he's running away from. But once he's inside the room, then it's quite clear that the lady and the voice in, in, in his head is not trying to get him out at all, just trying to demonstrate control. And she kind of laughs at him, doesn't she, at this point? Because then he's faced with something. I can't remember what it is before they all burst into the room. No, do you know what? I can't remember. But all I was going to say, she was saying to him, and I think it's the same as what that Sonia was saying to him. She she was saying to him, you should have called your mum. You should have called your mum. Yeah, so to laying into the guilt, because obviously he's feeling guilt in his head. Oh, that's right. No, he, yeah, sorry. He then, does he break a mirror or something? He, he starts, doesn't he start trying to cut the thing out of him? Yes, correct. I think he's yeah. trying to cut the thing out of his neck and they say, you can't, no, you can't do that because it's too far. Yeah. So now the, and at this point when it, goes through, it gets a bit of time for worse, and he's obviously in a lot of distress. Um, he begins to forget forget stuff, doesn't he? And he forgets Sonia's name, and then he forgets what his name is, and he forgets his mum and, and stuff like this. And at this point, you have, they all kind of run back into the room with the host of the game, as well as the owner come into the room to try and get him back and get him unplugged. And they eventually do, don't they? They, they take him back to the point. Do they, do yeah, they back take into back? the office. I think they get him back into the office. Yeah, they get him back into the office. It's not even a start of a mansion, is it? They get him back into the office. He's obviously very distressed and he then kind of goes on his way, doesn't he? I think um, they say it was only a second. I think they say correct, to him it, yeah. was, it was literally only a second. So all that happened in the space of that. And yeah. they, they, they make a point of times throughout the whole episode, don't they? Like listing yeah. the time where something starts. And you're right, he's yeah. back in the chair where, where he was at the start of the experiment. And um, he's allowed to go on his way. He then travels back to America, but he's obviously very forlorn at this point. He's obviously a bit of a broken man. And then it, it goes into seeing his mum. And his mum obviously is suffering from some sort of Alzheimer's and 
has no memory of who he is and is constantly trying to ring him on the phone uh, while he's trying to comfort her. But then it flashes back even further, doesn't it? At this point where it flashes back to where he's just before he plays the whack-a-mole game. And I can't remember if, if he's if something happens and he's actually has a fit and is, is kind of almost like dead at this point. I think it's just after the whack-a-mole game and just before they do the other thing and he starts shouting out about mum, doesn't he? He starts shouting, he starts shouting about mum. Yeah. And then the, the owner kind of comes and goes, what's happening, what's happening? And he goes, well, she goes, well, his phone rung. And he was like very adamant. It's like, you, you needed to turn the phone off. Like, why wasn't the phone off? She goes, I, I thought yeah. I did turn it off type thing. But at this point, he's he's passed away, isn't he? And, it's, and what they're very clear on is actually the test is now only lasted 0.04 seconds. Yeah. Um, so that whole episode and that whole thing was 0.04 seconds long and he's now passed away and the, the whole test gets signed off as notes called for mum before he passed away. And I think he made a comment with, I can't remember if it was at this level or the level before where he said put in with the others or something along that line. I think so, so yeah. I think it right. was it yeah. was clear there'd been an element of testing on multiple people and he'd yeah. failed multiple times. This is it. This is weird. So in my in my mind, what it happened, the whack-a-mole bit happened. They then upload the next bit and it's that next bit that was 0.04 seconds. So he died because, yeah, as you said, the phone call from his mum came through, which is probably why he was shouting for mum. Yeah. But then, yeah, the rest of that. So I think the whole haunted house bit was basically what was happening to his mind in that 0.4 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think of this episode? I really liked it. But I think, and bear in mind what we've had up till now, for me, this is actually one of the most disturbing ones yet, most distressing, I think. Yes, I I did enjoy this episode, but I did feel like the whole build-up to the point of the first test went on quite a while. Do you know what I mean? It it felt like that was half the episode and the other half of the episode was the test. Do you know what I mean? It felt like we should, the, the test should have almost been a bit longer. I, I don't know. It's just something I noticed. It just I quite like the build up, but I was I also thought it's weird that the, the second bit seemed a bit rushed compared to the build up. Well, I I think though that's why I believe it's one of the most disturbing is because they build up the character. Now he's really likable. Now we've had some really unlikable characters in the series up till now, and we've had yeah. people do things that. Some people say they deserve to be treated the way they have. He's just like a happy-go-lucky guy from the States who's lost his dad to Alzheimer's because one of the quote is he wanted to make memories while he still could. So he's clearly worried that the same might happen to him. Obviously not close to his mum, which is why he's not answering the calls. He then travels the world. He's having fun, meets this woman, and then basically gets killed because he's trying to earn money because his card was cloned. And it's, it, you know, that's for me is, is a disturbing thing because he's obviously, and it's a tragic thing of being killed from a phone call from his mum, which he only turned the phone on because that woman told him to get a picture of something. It's just such yeah. a, what's the word, a perfect storm. And you are right about the likable thing because I think they made a point of making him to be likable, even though he was doing something which 
seems quite not nice on the surface, which is not answering the phone call from his mum multiple times. Yeah. Like on the on the plane on the way over to Australia, I think was the first bit. It made a point yeah. of him interacting with that girl and doing the roller coaster on the plane. Yeah, because she was and scared that, of the um, the turbulence. Yeah, correct. And that's kind of like deliberate to kind of get to a point where you know you really like this guy, and it's not that he's ignoring his mum. There's, there's a deeper problem there because he is a nice guy. But wasn't there a bit on that plane as well where the stewardess tells him to turn his phone off or something? I think there was. Yeah, so there might have been be right. a bit of foreshadowing. Yeah. And for me, that that's what it is, because if he was a, an arsy character, a bullsh character or a nasty character, it wouldn't have had that same impact. There are a couple of other things I just wanted to say was, yeah, he, that when, when he first goes into the company, they bring out like a security guard, don't they, called Rav? And it's just the way he turns around and says he looks like an end of level boss, which I yeah. found quite funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was funny. <laughs> And yeah, and the house he gets taken to, he recognises it from a game that the the guy had made elsewhere. And I think I've read somewhere else. I think it's based on the Resident Evil house. I don't know if you ever played the first yeah. Resident Evil. So I just, again, love the tie-ins. It's an odd episode. I like the idea of the fact that the game, that there's a game that learns from your fears. Yeah. What about that aspect of it? I think that's the future, right? It is is the future, but there's also a bit, I don't know, because it also starts like tapping into things that he um, he might want to keep private, I guess is is, is the thing. So, uh, yeah. you know, if just to say there was a scene about his mum and, and kind of what what she was going through and what he's scared of, he doesn't really want someone watching that from afar and analysing what happens because that might be really secret and personal to him. So it's almost like, yeah, I kind of like the idea, but but there must be a line it crosses at some point where you go, actually, no, that's not right. You shouldn't be tapping into that part. Well, I guess that's the, the idea of the play testing for it because maybe they're trying to see what those limits are. Um, because, yeah, I found it interesting because when he started forgetting things and forgetting who his mum was, that obviously taps into the fear of the dad, how the dad passed away, right, with the Alzheimer's. Yeah. I think it's a great idea, but you'd probably want to put parameters in, right? Like say, yeah, don't touch this bit of my memory. Don't touch this bit yeah. of my memory. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, just zone it off. One other thing I kind of noticed as well, and I don't know if you noticed this, but, you know, I, I keep on calling her the host of the game, uh, but the woman that was kind of, kind of guiding him through, I don't yeah. know if you noticed, but I felt like once he was plugged in, and obviously once he's in the bit that we now know wasn't real and was in his head, I felt like she changed her personality. And uh, there was a bit kind of like three quarters way into the episode where I kind of felt like something was different because she was being different. And obviously I think I think he changed changed her in, in his head, if that makes sense. Yeah, well, the question I've got for you, and this is one of the only things not negative about the episode but it's because maybe i don't know if i've missed something but how are we interpreting the ending so he, he clearly they said he died and it's, it's stated he died 0.04 seconds into it so do we think that what happened was actually part of the game it's just that 0.04 seconds that's how it played out or it's almost like his light as he was dying that's what flashed before him all his fears and, and the th- flash point do you, do you see what i'm trying to say because maybe is one of two things because if it's the first one where the game it was actually the game that took the 0.04 seconds but for him it felt like 20 minutes maybe he did have 
the fear that maybe this wasn't a real job after all and maybe he was then changing the way the woman because yeah she was having a go and saying you should have called your mum she wouldn't have known about that yeah yeah agreed I think it's more that he got plugged in and in the real world that was 0.04 seconds but it's a bit like Inception isn't it remember in Inception when you go down different yeah. levels yeah, the yeah. amount of time taken is, is different it felt a bit like that I think plugging him in killed him but that 0.04 seconds might have lasted a couple of days days in, in yeah. his mind, in his memory. Yeah. That's how I kind of took it. Just something else I remember that was funny was when he starts to drink, he says, I'm going to drink. And she goes, you realise that's non-alcoholic because it's not yeah. real. And he says, like, I don't care. And he starts cracking it open and drinking <laughs> the wine. It's a little bit like that. Um, for me, I love the whole idea of it. And it is that scene. I know I mentioned it when you, you brought it up, but of the spider being mashed with the bully. I just think that's fantastic. That that yeah. When that happened, I thought, you know what? This That shows like a game that's learning on the fears. And I think that could be really effective. I, th- I, th- I think that would be brilliant. Yeah. Because you know, Honestly, a computer would do that. Take this fear, take this fear. Yeah, it hasn't worked. Mash them together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, agreed. But it just depends, like, if you get to a point where it becomes rational fear so like things like spiders and heights and i don't know mice or rats or whatever is kind of fine but you you know you might be scared of something serious happening which has an emotional impact as well right so you know you take the example of something happening to your child or something happening to your loved one and if that there, there could be a genuine fear or something happens if i start loading that into a game that becomes pretty messed up doesn't it it's a bit different to a sphere of spiders yeah well imagine that he hadn't died and imagine this carried on he could have imagined that he'd got alzheimer's and he could have lived a life to him of having it and then dying from it and then wake up and realize it was only like 30 minutes in the game but to him he's lived a Uh, lifetime of it so what damage could that do yeah and he might forget his stop uh, forget his stop he might forget his safe words he wouldn't be able to get out (laughs) yeah and and because it's only been half hour to to them they probably say oh no he's 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 got another couple of hours yeah 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 i mean i don't think well i wouldn't like to think we could go anywhere near what they did because it is implanting something into the body and you'd like to think most people would want to stay away from that but you could imagine like a virtual reality headset and you would program certain things in and say yeah okay yeah spiders wasps bees vampires and things like that and actually then have a a game produced in virtual reality around that i don't know maybe there already is i don't know yeah i guess the next step is vr games which yeah i don't know i think going into someone's mind is just it's very very clever but it's just something a little bit scary about it as well isn't there what else was I going to see? Oh, yeah. So I mentioned about the house being based on Resident Evil. Oh, yeah. And his name is Redfield, which was one of the characters in Resident Evil. And for any Bioshock fans, I didn't pick this up, but the operator, she asked him, would you kindly open the door, which is something anyone who's who's a Bioshock fan, I won't, I won't do any spoilers, even though it's like 16 years <laughs> old. That, that's the link to that. Like I said, I, I remember watching this years ago but I'd completely forgotten how it ended. And yeah, it was quite, um, like like I said, I found it quite disturbing. I think even though it's not, compared to the others, it's not as bad as as what we've seen. Again, like I said, I just think because of, he comes across as such a nice character, just trying to live life. 
and then he's killed by a phone call from his mum who he's been ignoring. And if he hadn't yeah. been ignoring it, maybe she wouldn't have called again. And, you know, he's he's taking that job because he needs to get home to her and, and confront confront yeah. what, what's happening yeah. as well. So he's, he's doing all the right things in the end, isn't he? He's trying to get there and, you know, trying to be there for his mum. But, yeah, it's, it's the mum that triggered the phone call that, that kind of threw it over the edge. I was going to ask you what your fears would be, but I don't think we can do that. Not, not We shouldn't publish those. I don't really have fears like spiders or anything like that. Or do I? Probably be um, I Arsenal know. winning the treble every year for the next 20 years for you, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm not sure I do have... How about you? Do you have like odd fears like that? I don't particularly like wasps because they don't like me, basically. Um, so <laughs> yeah, it'd probably be a massive, they'd probably send like a massive wasp flying after me in it. I guess so. This is what that, that would help you find, right? Yeah, but I don't need to find it out. Like I don't need to know what triggers those fears. I think I'd be all right without knowing. Okay, so, <laughs> so when it's invented, we're going to get you straight onto that. But, but, but on, on that, do you? Do you think if you were confronted with something scary, and it doesn't even have to be linked to a fear that you have, but if you were confronted with a spider, which which is that big, anyone's going to be freaked out, right? Yeah. But yeah. if you're confronted with it and you know it's not real, do you think you could be able to tell yourself it's not real and be okay with it? You see, the quick and easy answer would be you think you would be able to. However, the way that's presented is it didn't happen straight away. So he's in a mansion, he's eating and drinking, or he's drinking things, he's walking around, he's got the fire. I wonder if after a while, the brain tricks you into thinking it's real. Yeah. He's what it was. I mean, he then looked under his foot, didn't he? Yeah, because there, there is a, they did make a point of going back to the CCTV, not the CCTV, but the camera that's, that's watching yeah. him and the, and the footage where it looks absurd like a, a normal scene where like nothing's there and it look it just looks silly but then it obviously fits back to what he can see and it's it's very very real i think at some point i think your, your brain would begin to play tricks on you because all you've got to go on is your senses well look right we've seen and, and i do like watching them we see those videos on the internet of the people who've got like virtual reality headsets on for like five minutes and are falling over i mean there's a classic one you've seen ronnie o'sullivan playing snooker <laughs> um no Oh, have you not seen that? So no, I, I not think seen it. it's unfair on him because he's actually some muscle memory kicks in, but he's playing a snooker game. And after a while, he actually goes to lean on the table to take the shot and he falls <laughs> completely over because he's, he's, there's no table there, clearly. Yeah, I, I think the brain would just ultimately kid you and you yeah. would um you would believe it's real. That that's yeah. the thing. Yeah, I th- I think so as well. The only other thing I had, so he wanted to do an episode based on an idea where a person is given an augmented, is given augmented reality implants to play a virtual whack-a-mole game, which we saw, but it gets faster and faster, eventually causing the person to be, uh, causing the person to go crazy and then placed with numerous other subjects that have all been traumatized by moles. However, he said this is, this would have only given enough material for a 15 minute episode. So then added the idea of a haunted house. So it's interesting again, how the idea develops. So that idea is in there, but yeah, it develops. And I think there was something else, someone just trying to find it here. The extra twist at the end of the episode in which Cooper is killed by his phone ringing was not in the original script, but added later. Brooke had commented that it was partly inspired by, I think, a journalist who wrote 
possibly sarcastically, next on Black Mirror, what if phones, but too much? And so from that, he then added it in. So yeah, Brooker compared the last twist to a punchline ending of a Twilight Zone episode, initially concerned it would be too humorous, but find it harrowing and horrifying in the edit. He later found that the episode's ending was the one most commonly misunderstood by viewers, though Trachtenberg's observation had been that most people understood the twist. So one other thing, in one draft, Cooper was going to be told that he was a character in Black Mirror as a way of breaking the fourth wall, which I thought would have been brilliant. Yeah, yeah, agreed, yeah. They would have discovered characters and locations from the previous episodes. So that would have been funny. Yeah. So we're going to get to the the main part. So other than, well, before you give the score, though, ultimately, did you like it? Was it a good episode? Yeah, I was just going to say one more thing, actually, if that's all right, before we, we get into yeah. it. Because I think there's also an element which is kind of linked to to the world today, which is the big tech companies and the responsibility they have to kind of maintain their tech for preventing or protecting the, the human race. And you kind of see it with things like Facebook and Apple now, don't you? And, you know, and so it definitely was social media is are we be are they being technically responsible as much as they can? And you can see that becoming more and more a conversation as time goes on with things like AI and the metaverse and and all things like that. Is is this you know this company obviously pushed over the line? But you know what are companies doing today to kind of make sure they're nowhere near that line? And I thought that bit is, is quite interesting. Good point because everyone they all want to be the one that pushes the boundary, right? Who does the next big thing? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. And you know, you could put, but you could argue that some companies go past that line today. Not in tech, but you know, companies like Red Bull and Coca Cola and putting out you know unhealthy stuff and advertising it to a point where you know it's not really helping human beings. It's actually deteriorating people's health. So there's elements of it happening, just not in the tech companies just yet. But you, you can kind of see it, can't you? Come in. Fair point. Fair point. It's amazing how we start an episode with a new single from the Beatles and then we're talking about <laughs> stuff like this. Um, okay, right. So the important bit, what's your score for this episode? I did enjoy the episode. And I, like you said, I enjoyed it because I really liked him. I don't think it's as good as some of the previous ones that we've discussed. And I think I've done a few in the nines. So I think I'm going to give this one an eight. Is that your yeah, final? I'm, yeah. Well, yeah, you can hear me like contemplating that. It's locked yeah, in. It's locked I, in. I've locked it in. It's locked in. Yeah, yeah. I, I, think, I think an eight. I think I would have quite, I don't know, there's a bit of me would have quite liked him to survive, but have kind of yeah. like the same the same storyline and it be kind of latched back to that point where it's only lasted 0.04 seconds, but they didn't have to kill him. <laughs> I think yeah. I think I'd have liked to have seen him walk away from it just a bit freaked out by what's happened. Yeah, I agree. Uh, well, I, I give it, I say I'm going to give it an 8.5 because it is, and when I say enjoyable, I mean, it's an enjoyable episode in the sense of a Black Mirror episode. I think it's, for me, again, it sums up. Sometimes I find it hard to, to describe what I think a Black Mirror episode is, but for me, this is it. Yeah, I think it's such a shame. I would have preferred if he'd have lived, but then I don't think it would have been as impactful. I guess the only way around it is you could say he's he's learned his lesson. Maybe he he realises, you know, maybe the game might have made him get Alzheimer's. He starts forgetting and the people around him desert him. Like, you know, it's it's almost like he's done to his mum and then he goes back and makes up with his mum. I don't know. But then 
that would take away from the impact that it had on me, I guess, and and you. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm gonna go eight point five because I think there are better ones than it, but I still think it's a really enjoyable episode. We also don't really know what the issue is with his family, right? We um, well, we know that his dad had Alzheimer's, but what the issue is with his with his mum at the moment because that whole scene has been exaggerated in his head of what his what his fear is. Mm. So it would. I was just thinking a nice ending might have been maybe Sonia going over to America to kind of like almost make, give her condolences in person and then finding out that his mum's okay or something along those lines. I, I, I don't know. But it's just, it, there's just, it's just a few question marks. I think they, they could have tied up nicely and had a bit more yeah. like happy ending. I just got the impression that he was really, really close to his dad. They were like friends. Then maybe... And he said he was never close to his mum and maybe the mum just didn't take it the same way he did or maybe didn't show him attention, who knows. But yeah, I, again, that's, yeah, that's very vague. But yeah, I, I guess sometimes you don't, yeah, it, maybe that's what causes us to have this conversation on this podcast, right? So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, but good scores, 8 and an 8.5. Uh, can't argue with that. So, yep, that was Playtest. So our next episode will be... Oh, Shut Up and Dance, which is um, another classic one. Oh, wow. You're talking through this one, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. This one. This one. Anyway, we won't go into it now until the next <laughs> one. Anything else from you before we go? No, nothing for me. All right. Take it easy, and we'll see you for the next episode of Casting Reflections on Black Mirror. One, two, three, four. If I want your opinion, I will give it to you. Come on, check what we've got, cause you need it. Don't make us get a spark and force feed it. Come on. We